Fucking, what's something Harry Styles says? Does he say anything? No. He doesn't have any classic catchphrases. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm going to start it there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open it right there on you saying, does Harry Styles have any iconic catchphrases? Welcome back to the Aggressively OK podcast. My name is Adam Sidorius. And I'm Joseph Salamone. And uh, today we're going to be talking about a bunch of movies. Uh, we're going to have a lot of laughs. And we're, um, we're going we're gonna to get a little silly. We are going to get a little silly. So, I mean, Joey's going to NIF, uh, New York Film Festival, next week. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to wrangle him down for a pod uh, before he left. Um, and we, we have some good stuff to talk about this week. I feel like there's some movies that... You know, we haven't mentioned since the last uh, the last episode. Because um, what was the last one we did? It was... Uh... Um, I think it was Better Call Saul finale. Oh, God, what was it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, we, we were being honest on that episode. We had to really emotionally die down for a bit after <laughs> that, after it ended. Um, we were yeah. true to our word. Um, although it's I just, do have a... Uh, it's a heavy time, you know? I, I do have a bone to pick with Joey live on pod, though, because... I feel like we've we've disagreed on so many movies in the past like few weeks to months um, that it, it'll be fun to do the pod again, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're that, gonna be there's gonna be a lot of uh, violence on this podcast. There is, but before we go to Blonde, I didn't tell Joey we were doing this, uh, but I, I wanted to attack him because one of my favorite movies of the year, uh, Bodies, 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 is one that he doesn't mm-hmm. like. And uh, he he just gave me so much shit for it. And I (laughs) uh, and I just kind of want to give him shit for it back because it's like, bro, that movie rules. I mean, I'm probably I I never get a chance to see it again, so I could be wrong. I had a kind of I I saw it drunk at a film festival, so it's I don't I didn't really have the most pure uh, experience with it, but (laughs) I didn't enjoy it when I watched it. Um, I, I loved it. I, I'm only doing this at the top of the episode because I wanted to shout it out. I know it went on like VOD this week or something, mm-hmm. uh, or like, I've, I've been seeing like a lot of clips on Twitter about it today. So I was, I had it on the brain, uh, and I loved that movie and I just kind of wanted to shout it out on the pod. Um, a big recommendation for me if you haven't seen it yet. Um, I, I guess if we want to recommend stuff for people to watch, that is not uh that's like currently on like demand or something or streaming uh bodies 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 uh marcel the shell i think is on demand oh sick movie movie that movie i really liked the first time but for some reason a second viewing played even better for me um and and i like cried the second time i saw it um (laughs) yeah that's like an easy recommend like if you like movies just go see that one you could take anybody to it Exactly. It's just a solid, uh, solid flick. Um, really sweet. It's about a really, nice shell, you know? Yeah, it's, uh, there's a lot of good themes about, like, you know, changes in life and being pre- not being prepared for that. But, you know, that's kind of OK, you know, mm-hmm. and that's just how life works. And it, it's just good. It's it's very pure hearted. Yeah, Isabella Rossellini plays is in it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the grandma. She's uh, uh, she's great. Everyone's great. The whole movie. It's it's in my top five of the year. Oh really? I, wow. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of surprised, but I I love it. Um, and I guess one more. Um, I told Joey to watch this movie, and he finally did. 
And this is just a great lesson that Joey should always listen to me. Um, <laughs> but RRR is on Netflix still. And it's also on the brain because India did not uh, select it as their uh, Academy Award movie this year uh, for submission. Cowards. Uh, absolute lunacy. Uh, so um, what I want to say is if you have not seen RRR yet, in fact, even if you have seen it, go fucking watch it again. It's incredible. It's one yeah, of the best movies of the year. It, it's so fucking good. Joey saw it in a theater, I think, right? Yeah, I got to see it in a theater. Uh, it was like uh, kind of like a religious experience. I got, I was like emotional. Like it was a lot. I remember, and then anybody who's there's an intermission in the film, and I forgot, mm-hmm. and I was like so in the movie, and then the movie hits like a peak, and then it cuts to black, and I was like, nah! I was screamed, and then I didn't scream, but I was like, what? And then it goes intermission and then the audience applauded they were so excited for it <laughs> it's it's an incredible movie i didn't get to see it in theaters unfortunately um i'm kind of beating myself up over that because it played at my local regal for like weeks and i just didn't go um yeah, you don't you don't support international cinema clearly i don't <laughs> clearly i don't uh, support international cinema um but it, it's incredible i i only bring it up because uh, one, it didn't get the qualify or didn't get the submission from uh, or the backing from India to uh, be qualified. But then again, I think the Oscars can still nominate it if they just choose to on their own volition. It just I think means that it doesn't have the country backing it from like their guilds and all their like you know. So they're playing on its downfall, guys. We got to band together, make sure it wins. We have to unleash a bunch of wild animals at the Academy mm-hmm. to make sure that, uh, <laughs> that RR is nominated. Um, yeah, the movie fucking rules. If you haven't seen it yet, it's on Netflix. It's very convenient to watch. Um, it's, it's about three hours. It's just a, mm-hmm. a shy three hours. Yeah, it is um, a watch, but it's a, I can't, I, it's a highly rewarding one. I was very, um, I was kind of contemplating watching it when I did because I saw the runtime and I was like, "Ooh, that's a, that's a watch." But the, I promise you, like the, in five minutes you'll be thankful you did because it immediately <laughs> grabs you and it, yeah, dude. it does so much shit to keep you invested that um, it, it's just incredible. It's in my top ten of the year still. I and I don't really know if it's gonna leave because it's that good. And yeah, I'm it's truly at, like, like a wild, wild movie. I cannot imagine many other movies coming out this year being better than RRR. It's, I, I, I they got a, like a, a steep hill to climb, you know? But yeah, it makes you like like American blockbusters less because it's that good. Yeah, I mean, um, I, 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 I saw it with Rico, and I, a friend of the pod, Rico, and I turned to him and I said, uh, I went, every movie needs to take a piece out of RRR's book, you know? Yeah, and... I mean, there's a dance number, there's there's lions, and, like, I mean, like, there's so much shit. Like, I mean, the opening shot for the main character, like, I don't want to spoil it, but it's the most, it's the hardest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, it is <laughs> so fucking cool. <laughs> it like, kind of goes, it, it does go hard, really. That's the only way, that's all you can really say about it. Um, Did Rico like it? He loves it, yeah. He thinks it's, like, the greatest movie ever. Knowing Rico, I, that's, like, the most Rico movie I've ever seen in my life. Like, it is, yeah. like, so, like... I don't know. Like, it's Rico-pilled. Uh, you know the, Rico. Yeah, it is Rico. That's what Rico goes to the movies to see, is shit like that, you know? <laughs> yeah, just check the letterbox. Give it a 5 out of 5. Hell yeah, brother. Um, 
fuck, I'd give it the same. It's awesome. I have no issues with it. Um, yeah, it's a great movie. Uh, like I said, if you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix. Watch the shit out of it. Um, I feel like I, this is my third time mentioning it on the pod, but it's not going to be my last either. So just get used to it. Um, I think that's I it. I get it, man. I think that's it for catch-up movies. Uh, so I guess if we want to go into our main slate for the day, uh, the first one, which is Blonde, the new Andrew Dominic Netflix movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so me and Joey got access to this movie um, pretty darn early. Uh, when does it come out? Like, uh, if, wait, when does it come out? Like next week or something? Yeah, I believe so. We got it like last week. We're just lazy pieces of shit. Um, no, I think we were more so waiting on Don't Worry Darling to come out to do an episode. But Yeah, the big one. Yeah, uh, and there's a lot of controversy with this movie. Um, a lot of a lot of talk of the town about uh, <laughs> whether or not it's appropriate, whether or not it does Marilyn Monroe justice. Um, is it worthy of being made? Like all these all these big questions. Um, but I, I have a even bigger question and a more simple question even uh and it's like okay but have you guys ever just considered that it might just fucking suck uh like it like it and uh, like aside from the morals of the movie uh, aside from all that shit have we ever considered the politics aside it just kind of fucking blows it's just not really good have we ever considered this so what you think white boy <laughs> that's andrew dominic making me watch blinds like how does this make you feel white boy that is um, that is that is kind of <laughs> what the movie is if you boil it down it is that meme how does this make you feel white boy <laughs> see rr is that in a good way but blonde is that in a bad way <laughs> that's the best that's all you can really say about it uh, you know some of it is bad some of it is awesome though so that's this blonde is, this, yeah blonde Name one good thing in it. Uh, fucking Ana de Armas is incredible. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. Ana de Armas is really good in the movie. She, um, I knew she'd be good for the moment I saw the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, she's really good. Like she, she doesn't do like the imitation performance, which is like what I like to call it, where it feels like they're just like emulating the person. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like a genuine performance with nuance behind it. Um. I will say that it looks very good. Uh, it's very polished. Um, I think this has been in post-production for like a year. And you can tell because it's perfected. It, it reminds me of Mank in that way. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look like a Netflix original. It looks like something that they actually took their time on. Um, uh, fuck, that's it. That's all I have nice to say about it. Like, I don't have anything else good to say about it. Um, I think the score is really, really strong. Um, it kind of is this, it's very unique. It's a little all over the place, uh, just like the film. Um, but there's some really, really nice passages in it. Um, I think the movie's like, it's like if like Vice was like evil. You know what I mean? Like it has that kind of energy. Uh, but it's like, it's a, it's kind of a baffling film as someone who I think I enjoy it more than I dislike it. Um, it's still like I would never recommend this to anybody, um, and I wouldn't even it's I wouldn't even say it's like a must see. Uh, if you're interested in it, check it out. Uh, I, I think there are moments where the film really kind of does like take off, and it really becomes something special. But then there's like 
there's just a bunch of like really confusing stuff in the film that I'm like, I don't know if, if, if it'll make more sense upon a rewatch, but I mean, everybody's, can I, am I allowed to bring up the thing? Or are we talking about a very CGI thing? Yeah, the CGI thing. Yeah, fuck it. I mean, it, we're spoiling a Marilyn Monroe movie, so like, I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's also it, it sucks. So like, who cares? So if you if you actually care that much, jump ahead like five minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it it doesn't matter. I promise. <laughs> I mean, it happens in like the first half of the movie, so it's not like a. It, it doesn't ruin thing. anything. It's just stupid. But there's the. I mean, spoiler ahead. There's the the CGI fetus, yeah. um, which was just kind of just weird. I don't know. I don't really. Maybe I'll feel different about it if I rewatch it. But I, it. I don't. I'm not sure what that was going for. Um, there's just a lot in the movie where I'm like, I'm not sure what that was going for. Uh, but then there's some stuff that's like really unique and experimental that works really well. Um, but I know that I don't know. It's just that for everything that there's good, there's something like genuinely like perp- I think the stuff that Ad- really Adam like hates in the film, I'm more so just kind of confused by. <laughs> uh, I, I so I guess it's just like a just me being dumb thing, just like a huh, but. Um, I don't know. It's a weird one for sure. It's super odd. It, 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 I'm surprised that because I'm a big fan of this director. I think that his, his other two movies are like masterpieces, and it, this is nothing like his other movies at all. <laughs> um. Yeah. It's well. I yeah. I, I say that as someone who loves his two other movies. Uh, I'm not coming here as a hater. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. kill them. Oh, well, I haven't seen Chopper, so I can't speak to that movie. But um, kill them softly. At least when I saw it when I was like 16, I thought I fucking rolled. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I remember it pretty well, and I contend that it fucking rolls. Uh, Jesse James is like one of the best movies of all time, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's incredible. Um, so, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I came in with the expectation of, like, okay, I've heard like mixed things, but it'll at least be interesting. And it's interesting, like, in shitty ways. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I just. There was nothing really about it that I thought was compelling, other than Ana de Amor's performance. Like, I, like at the end of the day, what is it really trying to say that like she was taken advantage of, that she was like abused? Like, yeah, okay. Like, what else? Like, is there any nuance behind that? Like, it, like what is it actually trying to say about that? It doesn't necessarily try to portray her in any kind of like humanistic light. It just tries to like put you in these really vile uncomfortable shoes for nearly three hours of just seeing her suffer and i like i'm sure like the worst person you know is gonna make the point that's like well that's the point like you're watching you're viewing her as the men in her life view her and it's like okay yeah but that's like not interesting to me (laughs) it's not interesting it's not thematically interesting it's not thematically powerful it's just kind of dumb. It feels like a dumb movie. <laughs> it, it, I don't know. I, it, it did nothing for me at any given moment. Like I was exhausted by the end. Um, I thought some of the supporting performances were like legitimately bad. Um, the beginning, there's like a 30 minute opening, like with her mom. And I thought yeah. it was awful. Like not yeah, the just opening's bad. pretty rough. It's not just bad. It's like terrible. It's mm-hmm. really bad. Um, like a Tommy Wiseau level performance from whoever played her mom. Uh, It's really, it's fucking shitty. It's really bad. It looks good. Yeah. I mean, like I said, like fire and shit, but I mean, the the scene itself is like really rough. I was like, when the movie that started, I was like, Oh no. 
that's my thing. Like if you, and I get that, you know, film is a visual medium. So like, I, I do usually hate the argument of like, okay, well, if you take away these elements, it's like, okay, but it's the full package. But I will use that argument for now. Like if you take away the cinematography, if you take out Ana de Armour's performance, and I get it, that's a lot of the movie, but if you like gave it shittier cinematography, <laughs> like if you put it in color and on a, and it was like a lesser actress, Ana de Armour's, would you like this movie? Um, mm, <laughs> I mean, that, that is really what the film, I mean, I, I'm trying to spin it in a positive way, but I mean, that is really what the film like really, really has to offer. And then if you're like really patient with it, you can find some really strong stuff. Like, like there are times where I think what he's, what, what he, I can kind of more so see what he's going for, where it's kind of like this cosmic horror movie in a way it's like this and it's this like it's like kind of almost like mythic it, right. it, and it doesn't it, it feels like a dream in a way there's right. there's moments where that really comes alive uh but i'd say i don't know it's just it's a it's like a it's like a it's a really i don't know i i it's like super odd it's a, it's a hard one to like review or say anything about because it's just it's just really i don't know it's just super it's I mean, he, it's a big swing, you know, it's a really ambitious film. Uh, I just don't know if it, I don't, I, I, even though I like a lot about it, I can't really like say that it like 100% works, you know? I think it 0% works. I think it, as <laughs> I a mean, full... I can totally see why you would think that though. I, I, I don't, I'm not like, it's ridiculous to not enjoy this movie. It, it totally makes, I'm like baffled that Netflix was like, this is our big awards player. It's not though. Cause they, um. They 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 completely left it in the dark uh, when they realized because they wanted him to like chop it to rated R I believe I read uh, and they he was just like adamantly like no it's my movie and I mean good for him I guess like sure whatever but like it just doesn't like it's a movie for no one I feel like except for like weirdos like you but like weirdos I don't know like, yeah. Yeah, like you know that Twitter room, like sickos. Yes, yes. Like it's, yeah, it's 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 for people like you, but I don't know. It just doesn't. I I never feel like it says anything profound or of interest at any given point. It never spoke to me. It never shed light on Marilyn Monroe. I feel like like it never truly told me anything. I I mean I guess there's stuff like her mom I didn't necessarily know about, but then again there's so many accusations about this movie. Like not like it adds in like shit that so i'm not an expert on like marilyn monroe's life or anything so i don't want to like over speak but i have read that there's like a lot of like fabrications to like her life in this movie and i get that's any biopic but i've heard like some really like weird things about stuff this movie's fabricated and it just and that's not even why i dislike the movie it just it also like in retrospect like knowing about that and reading about that and then thinking about how I didn't find the movie that interesting in the first place and knowing that half of it's not even real. It just kind of feels icky to me. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. I, I just don't, I don't fuck with it. I, I didn't fuck with it. And I think it's just really kind of, I think it's lame. I, I think it's a movie that people forget in like a year. And I think it's going to be a movie that Ana de Armas unfortunately gave a great performance and, and no one's going to really talk about it. Um, I don't know. It just kind of sucks. That's all I got to say about it. it. It sucks. I'm not a fan. 
I hate to be the Debbie Downer, but I'm I'm not a fan of this movie. Um, well, this is probably like top five movies I've ever seen, honestly. Would you say it's in the top ten best movies ever made? Probably. I mean, I don't know how I couldn't. <laughs> it's um, I, I told uh, I think I I can't remember if I said this about Blonde, but I'm gonna repeat it. Uh, where I said it's it's smart movie for dumb people. <laughs> I feel like um, it's provocative for the sake of it, and it has nothing there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it comes on Netflix next week, I believe. Uh, so if you're interested, you can see it on Netflix next week. Uh, and I'm glad we got to do an early review of it because mm-hmm. either you're interested in what Joey's saying about it, or you're listening to me. And, uh, I'm not necessarily telling anyone to not watch it. You know, I get it. Like, if I read a bunch of bad reviews and then I still watched it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I get that it's there's a curiosity factor to it. I get that. So I'm not sitting here saying, don't watch this fucking movie. Watch it if you need to. I just didn't like it. So if other people will enjoy it, if it gets reclaimed in like a few years, so be it. I just didn't give a shit. <laughs> I think it um, kind of rules, but no, I well, wouldn't say it rules. <laughs> well, you know what I would say rules? What? Pearl. I would 100% agree. Uh, so Pearl is the new Ty West uh, horror movie uh, slash prequel to his earlier horror movie this year, X. Um, which is interesting because you didn't... Did you dislike X or were you just kind of like underwhelmed by it? I didn't really care for X. I thought it was uh, underwhelming. I liked, I liked a lot about it. I thought the filmmaking was really strong. Um and there's a couple really, really like, really like well-crafted moments, mm-hmm. uh, but I just felt like the film kind of promised more than it delivered. Uh, the kind of the opening of the film when the, the they show the dead bodies, and then the police officers like, well, this is one fucked up horror picture. And then the movie doesn't really ever kind of. I felt like the movie kind of promised more. I mean, not to say gore, but just more of a kind of shock more more something more kind of provocative than it delivered um so i wasn't too big on it but if i rewatched it i'd imagine i'd like it more um well i the thing well i guess before we went to pearl because i don't think we ever talked about it on the pod unless i'm mistaken Mm -hmm. um the thing i really like about x is that it really advertises itself as like a fun like throwback to like texas chainsaw kind of like grindhouse exploitive horror movies from the 70s and there is a layer to that movie that is absolutely like an homage to films like that. Um, but there's also an element to that movie. And I think it's the reason I like it so much is that, you know, there's a lot it's trying to say in terms of like, you know, aging and like how the industry, if you're in the industry, can like kind of eat you up and be this really scary thing. But um, from the outskirts, you know, as you see from Pearl in X before this movie, um, you can see how much, you know, someone that longs to be a part of it and she longs to be desired. It's just how much that consumes her to her soul, how it literally rots her to her core. And I think that's like, it's a really beautiful thing. Like in the way, like Mia Goth plays both characters mm-hmm. and that just like, you know, doubles down on the theme of the movie. I think it's really beautiful. Like I, I think X is a, Really fantastic movie. I, I I still would probably say it's the best horror movie of the year. I could be wrong about that. I'm not thinking about everything, but uh, it's it might be my favorite. Um, 
and that's saying something because there's a lot of great horror movies this year a few more that we'll talk about but uh so that being said i loved x joey was a little iffy on x uh so come here comes pearl the prequel about uh the killer from x uh that you kind you only kind of get to know her in x and did you have any interest in this movie, considering your feelings for uh, X? I mean, I was interested in it just because even I mean, even though I'm not huge on X, I could like it was like well done. Right. Uh, so I was just interested to see kind of and I mean, it does kind of stand apart from a lot of like the other horror other horror movies that have come out. Right. Um. So I was I was definitely interested to see Pearl. And I, I, I did like kind of what that bought. I liked what it looked like it was going for more so. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, it has a very, like, kind of vintage quality to it, uh, even more than, like, um, uh, X did, um, which I appreciated. I thought it, so, like, even from the teaser, because, like, the teaser for this movie played after the credits for X, um, and I knew as soon as I saw it that I was like, okay, I don't know how you can sustain a 90-minute to 100-minute movie about this character, but I'm definitely interested to see it high west try and -hmm. also like the two movies in one year thing is really bold like it's really interesting yeah um it's an experiment that doesn't always play out like the the only other time i can think of it is matrix um what what was it um resurrections and uh or no sorry reloaded and resurrections revolutions actually yeah that's it i was trying to remember uh but like that's the only time I can think of that happening. Uh, I'm not sure if the Three Colors trilogy was in the same year or not, but uh, that's that's way more obscure. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I don't know. Like I was kind of I was cautiously optimistic, and um, I went to the screening like two weeks ago or so, and uh, I have to say I loved it. I thought it was just a lot of fun, um, but also like beautiful. Like, it was gorgeous to look at. Um, I don't know about you, but that scene where it opens up the barn doors and, like, you can, the color of the movie and the score is, like, blasting. Mm-hmm. It's just such a beautiful way to open a movie. Um, and, like, with the vintage credits, like, playing over the scene. Like, mm-hmm. it's just so beautiful to look at. Um, I mean... So, like, I mean, did you, is it fair to say you liked this more than X? Oh, yeah, I love Pearl. I think Pearl is, like, amazing. I was really, I really, really, I much prefer this one to X. I think that, I think, I don't even think they're really in the same, I think even if I rewatched X, I wouldn't think they were even in, like, the same ballpark. Right. I just feel like this film has so much more to offer, and I just, I don't know, I just, this one really kind of, I was, I think kind of in the way that you're struck by the first one, I'm really struck by this one. Yeah, I mean, I would still implore you to rewatch X because maybe this will like make you appreciate X more, like on a on a second viewing. But um, I think because I actually rewatched X the night before I saw Pearl, and it added so much to like the because there's so many like I hate to say like Easter eggs, but like it, it's all like so perfectly set up in a way that doesn't like bullshit kind of, like winking at the camera it feels like a very genuine, like, okay, this is a filmmaker just telling his story kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not kidding. Mia Goth deserves some award recognition for this performance. Cause she's incredible in this movie. Um, yeah, she's amazing. She's, I, she's really, really great. Um, and I just, this character too, the Pearl character is just so, 
Uh, I don't know. I think she's uh, it's such a it's just a really great it's it's I don't know. It's really I'm sorry. I'm stumbling my words here because I'm just I'm, it, 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 I just was really impressed with just like the way it's like a film that like it like rots as the movie. It starts as something it starts and ends and it, it, like the film decays as it goes on. And then by the end, it kind of turns into this like fucked up nightmare. Um, and it's so it's just it's so unique. Um, and But it's also like got that kind of what you were talking about, the kind of grand old Hollywood presentation to it. Uh, that kind of that technicolor look for it. And to know that this movie was like shot on like a million dollar budget is also like super impressive. I see. Okay. I read that article. I think it was like an indie wire or something, an article about it. And like right before I saw the movie and I was really amazed at that on that first um, scene where she like goes to town and you mm-hmm. can tell it's all like one big set. And I was just amazed. I'm like, Oh my God, this looks beautiful. Like it looks so stunning. Um, that's the great thing about this movie. Like X was just kind of vaguely one location, except for like the beginning of the movie. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. I think X plays really well with one location. Mm-hmm. And this is also mostly one location. It's all mostly the same location, uh, like just less decayed. But whenever she goes to town or like she goes to like, she goes to different sections of the farm. You know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of cool to see her like go kind of go all over the place. And it looks beautiful. Like the scenes where she's, it's like just really simple things like her going to the theater, her going like, um, like riding her bike. Uh, there's a scene with a scarecrow. That's (laughs) fucking incredible. Yeah. Um, I'm married. So good. Um, I, it's so, so good. Um, I also like a very niche kind of thing about it. I like that it has like the Spanish flu, I think. Uh, or I forgot what flu it is from like the 19 uh, was the 1920s. This movie takes place. Is it smallpox? I can't remember what it is, but they're wearing I think masks. It might be smallpox. Yeah, they're like because they go into um they go when she goes to town, everyone including herself is wearing a mask, and I thought that was kind of like an interesting play to like wrap that into the story. Uh, it's not even like a big thing; it's just like a little detail that I admi- admired about it. Um there's just so much going on in this movie. There's a lot of like subtext like behind the character and it's a character study in a way that feels like very natural. It doesn't feel like it's kind of trying to beat you over the head with it. It's just all, it's all just under the surface. And when it finally boils over into like a horror element in third act, or even like the end of the second act, it's so fun. It's, Mm -hmm. and it's genuinely scary too. Like it's creepy. Um, there's a lot of shit in this movie that's like genuine. Like the imagery is kind of it, it, it's creepy. It, like I mean, there's shit with like her parents that's like really dark in this movie. Um, and I it, it made me very uncomfortable. Um, and one of the best things in the movie is this. I mean, what would you say? Like five to seven minute monologue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one. Uh, it's a one take where she's just kind of like crying. Yeah. Um, she's at a dinner table and she's mm-hmm. just talking and crying for like I, I mean god it felt like it was over five minutes I know that um, and it's incredible and you you're just kind of transfixed especially like, when you realize how long it's going yeah and I heard some people complaining about that uh, that scene they said that it went on for too long um, yeah, and I, I like uh, I think somebody at the, the press someone at the Somebody told me at the press screening that somebody had said that. I don't know if you heard that. Um, I didn't hear anyone say that, but if uh, it, I'll throw hands. 
next time I see them. Yeah, because uh, I thought that was part of it. I thought it, part of it was that it was this really long, self-indulgent piece because she has to kind of be the star of the movie, you know? Exactly. And, like, it's such a perfect movie moment, too. <laughs> and that's why, like, that's the moment, because I was really liking the movie up to that point, but that scene solidified, like, I was like, oh, I love this movie. Like, this is fucking awesome. And I don't want to spoil it too much, but what follows from that scene, like the scene mm-hmm. immediately after that monologue, yeah. is terrifying. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so I good. Think, like the best thing, and just that, just like kind of, just like what a what a shot, you know? What a shot! Yeah, it's it's so fucking good. Uh, like I really genuinely believe Mia Goth deserves some like mm-hmm. awards love. I she never will for this movie because the Academy hates horror movies. Um, like if Tony Collette didn't get one. No one's ever getting one. Um, but, you know, that being said, it, it's a great performance. And it it's not even just like, you know, the fact that she's creepy or that she can monologue. Like, there's just so much there. Like, she does so much, like, even when she's not saying anything, she does so much acting with her eyes and face. And, like, you, there's just so much to her as a performer underneath the surface that is just so, it's mesmerizing, just straight mm-hmm. up. It's it's really beautiful. It's one of the best performances, if not honestly the best performance I've seen this year. Uh, it, it's really high up there. Um, yeah, it might. I mean, let me look at what's come out this year and see what kind of what it can compare to. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at my rank list, and like, I mean, I you know, I'd go Michelle Yeoh maybe in mm-hmm. uh, Everything Everywhere. Um, I know you haven't seen it yet, but Paul Mescal and After Sun is really great. Um, but the Batman. Um, I mean, Bernard Pattinson's really good in it. Um, I that's kind of it. I mean, the, I I honestly would maybe say maybe like old. Elvis. He's good in Elvis. Elvis is Elvis is good. Austin Butler is also good in it. Um, yeah, she's good in a uh, Blonde, even though you hate that movie. She's good, but I I would definitely put Mia Goth over that. Um, honestly, the only performance I would say that competes with it is Austin Butler and Michelle Yeoh. Um, yeah, I'd say those are probably two of the two top of the year. Yeah. Um, yeah, Michelle Yeoh and Everything Everywhere is just incredible. And But Mia Goth is just, I don't know. Like I, That's going to be top five performances at the end of the year. Like when we do our voting at the end of the year, mm-hmm. I have a hard time imagining filling out that ballot and not putting, you know, uh, Mia Goth on there. Because I, it's just like the idea of seeing like a few more performances better than hers. That's wild to me because they, they they have to blow my fucking socks off to get better than that. Um, have you seen any other Thai West movies other than X and Pearl? No, these are the only two I've seen. Um, I would recommend watching House of the Devil. Uh, that's a really fun movie. Uh, it has Greta Gerwig in it for like five minutes. It's kind of fun. Oh, really? That's cool. Uh, also in the Valley of Violence, it's a Ethan Hawke John Travolta movie. Yeah, I heard that one was good. I like that one. It's not great. Like it's I wouldn't put it up with like X or Pearl, but it's a good like genre movie. It's kind of cool to see. I I hesitate even to call it horror. I don't even know what I would call it. Like, did you see Bone Tomahawk? Yeah, I saw Bone Tomahawk. I would kind. It's less horror than Bone Tomahawk, but I'd still put it like in that same vein because they're both westerns. Um, God, it's kind of like a dark spaghetti western. That's the best way I could describe it. Mm. Like, whereas like Django goes kind of more for humor this is more like just dark at points but it it does have some humorous elements to it too it's good um 
yeah, Ty was just a really interesting director, and I'm I and this movie also. Uh, did you stay for the credits when you saw it? Um, yeah, I, I sat through the um, the long one take of her smiling. Um, no, 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 like after the credits. Oh yeah, the um, the Maxine trailer. Did they play that at yours? Yeah, they showed it at mine. Because my press screening didn't have it. Oh really? Oh that's yeah. Sad. It was yeah. It was weird. I because I read about it online and then I I made I I'm not kidding. Like I told the whole theater. I'm like guys, there's something after the credits. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> and everyone like looked at me when it ended and I was like, yo, I read. I I'm sorry. The playlist lied this to motherfucker, me. Motherfucker, dude. Um, consequence of film lied to me. But whatever. Uh, <laughs> but um. But yeah, it's great. I, I'm super excited for Maxine. Um, I believe that's following the the character from X, and uh, that that should be good. I'm kind of curious how much of a horror movie that'll be. Um, it'll take place with her in LA, but um, I don't know. I kind of feel like I don't. I'm so like content with Pearl that I like don't need anything else from this like universe. But it, I mean, it's the same director though, so like it has to be like. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> um yeah i loved pearl it's in my top like 10 15 of the year at the moment um really fun really great really stylish uh if you're a horror fan it's hard to ask for anything better really um so yeah check that shit out if you haven't seen it um or if you have to wait to see it at home you know don't worry darling uh it's oh. it's good no matter where you watch it uh, the same cannot be said for Olivia Wilde's latest film. Um, that felt really smooth. Yeah, um, that's pretty good. Um, yeah, Don't Worry Darling, directed by Olivia Wilde, the least controversial movie mm-hmm. uh, of all time. I, there was no drama surrounding this movie. I'm actually kind of amazed that this movie with such a star-studded cast was released with no headlines. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a very modest debut, don't you think? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I think. Um, I think it's it, it's it's strange too because Harry Styles is such a big star, you know. Mm-hmm. So I I do want to clarify that we are not going to review the drama surrounding this mm-hmm. movie. We are not here to talk too much about any of that shit. Uh, we are here purely talking about the film on its own merits. And I think I can speak for both of us. We're both fans of Booksmart uh, on the mm-hmm. pod. Love Booksmart. So, and I like most of the cast in this movie. So, like, I there was no bone in my body uh, going into this movie that I was, like, wanting to dislike it. Um, I was rooting for it. Uh, I, I loved the trailers for it. Um, and, uh, I mean, you went to the press screening of it. Uh, so you, you yeah. saw it a week before I did. Um, I did, yeah. I saw it before. Uh, I saw it when the after the uh, Venice reviews had come out before general audience just started to see it. So I was able to skirt a lot of the spoilers. Yeah, I mean, I saw it last night. We're recording this on Friday the 23rd, and I, I saw it on Thursday last night. In the, in, I saw it in Dolby Cinema. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I didn't... I had one thing spoiled for me. Um, all I'm going to say is it. Harry Styles has two distinct looks in this movie. And I saw a picture of what he looks like at another point in the film. And I was kind of, I just went, huh, on Twitter when I saw that. And I scrolled past it because I didn't really care. Uh, And seeing it in context of the movie, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, So I otherwise didn't have a lot of things spoiled for me. But even with that being said, even if you spoiled this movie for me, 
it would not have done justice for how stupid it is at the end of the day. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, context makes it worse. Um, it, I, I, I'm actually kind of surprised at how not good this is. Um, I think you might. I don't know who if you like it more or less than I do. I really can't tell. I think we might actually be on the same page with this one. It's just it's not even like it's just it's just kind of it's just stupid. I don't know like there's no <laughs> like I'm not trying to be a, I don't know. I just and I I do like and I think the movie's well directed too. I would actually say that that's one of the stronger elements to the film. Uh but it's just so like it just kind of ends up, it's just such a, it feels like, I think Adam said this or to me earlier today, but it feels, it's, it's just like the script is just super rushed. It just feels like a first draft or like a, a treatment almost. Does It's as if they had the concept and they were like, all right, just write it. And then they just kind of ran yeah. with it. It doesn't, because so much of the film, once you find out what's going on, uh, the film really loses a lot of its intrigue and a lot of the, immediately kind of the stakes go out of the window because you you and it's i don't know they just re, it just the twist really really doesn't work for me at all yeah oh no not at, at no given moment do i i there's not a single bone in my body in the third act of the movie that believed bought cared like at, at no point was i on board with what they were doing <laughs> in the third act of this movie um and the thing is, that's what I was expecting going in. I was like, okay, from what I've heard, the movie kind of falls apart at the end. That's what I heard going in, right? I was like, but I'm prepared to be the defender. I'm prepared to say, no, you guys don't understand it. It's trying to say this and that and blah, 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 whatever, right? Um, but what people didn't prepare me for was how fucking stupid the first two acts are too. Mm-hmm. Like the whole movie's dumb. <laughs> the whole, I mean. Yeah, you kind of, I think it starts fine. Uh, kind of that opening scene where they're partnering and they're driving in the car. But I think once you get, once I got to the, once the egg scene started, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, geez, okay. Like, it's like, here we go. It's just, it just is so, like, the whole film feels very contrived. And there's just, a lot of it just doesn't, it's like kind of like, like kind of comedically not thought out. It just, I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean, it, I can't I imagine this... how do you read this? I mean, I, I don't want to talk, I'm not talking shit, but I don't, I, as oh, a I filmmaker, I don't understand how you can read this script and be like, all right, we're ready to do it, you know? Like, so I, I sent it in one of our group chats. I don't know if you saw it, but I sent a picture of who the screenwriter of this movie is. Um, well, there's a few. Um, on the one hand, uh, Katie Silverman, I believe, um, who wrote the script for Booksmart with Olivia Wilde, also set it up on Netflix, which is a really good rom-com isn't it romantic, which is okay. On the one hand, she did some work on the script. I don't know how much, but she's credited. Uh, the other writer for the film is a man named Shane Van Dyke, who has done The Silence, which is a Netflix uh, original movie with a letterboxed rating of 2.2. Uh, Chernobyl Diaries from 2012 with a letterboxed rating of 2.1. Um, we have Titanic 2 from 2010. <laughs> Oh, wow. Which he also directed, which has a 1.0 rating on Letterboxd. Um, so this is what we're working with. Um, he's also made uh, Asylum pictures, like a Fast and Furious ripoff called Street Racer, and Transmorphers, <laughs> and Paranormal Entity. 
not to be mistaken with paranormal activity. Uh, so this is what we're dealing with screenplay wise with this movie. Guy and really um, strong guy. Yeah, really, really strong screenwriting going on here. It's um, a brother and it's, it's 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 brothers. It's Shane Van Dyke and Carrie Van Dyke. I see. Yeah. So it takes two to write a shitty movie. <laughs> it seems. It seems. Um, I. Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with you. Like, I think the eggs crack because, like, I mean, the beginning of the movie is fine. Like, it's 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 kind of hard to fuck it up on the first ten minutes. But I was kind of like, okay, yeah, sure. Like, and I will say the movie looks beautiful. Um, it it really visually pops. Like from the moment it begins, you know, it really really looks gorgeous. Um, I believe the cinematographer is uh Matthew uh Libatique. Uh, who do, I mean, he's done, God, so much shit. Like, Black Swan, Reckon for a Dream, Mother, A Star is Born. But he's also done Marvel. Like, he did the first two Iron Man movies, Birds of Prey. Uh, he's done every movie you can imagine. He's done Venom. Uh, so he's done, like, a lot of weird shit. He, his uh, DP credits are all over the place. Uh, but this movie does look really beautiful. Uh, Olivia Wilde, I there are some set pieces in the movie that are kind of interesting. Um, there's a cool it, couple cool shots. Um, there's a car chase. That's kind of intense, even though I think like the weight of it dramatically is not there mm-hmm. it's just in its presentation. It's kind of cool. Um, there's some good sound design, which is very specific. That's but... like a good way to describe the whole movie. What? Is like the, the, the presentation yeah. is there. Yeah, but just there's no dramatic weight to it, and there's no re- ever real like investment in the film. Yeah, uh, um, and it just doesn't. I don't know. It's just like there's like I mean it, this uh, probably not. I don't know. Like there's glimmers of hope. You know, there's glimmers of like a cooler movie, and I do think it's. I think it's a shame because I do think there's a cool version of this movie. Um, it just doesn't like. I don't know it just doesn't like it doesn't commit it doesn't it doesn't like really kind of fully go there you know i think you I, and I, I don't know how you felt but i think i was really i mean it's not even that i didn't i i didn't buy the twist it's just such a disappointing twist it's just like oh that's what's going on it like really takes the wind out of the sails of the film oh yeah no it's just not interesting in the slightest like it's just like the most basic like, I mean, I don't even know if I want to spoil it, because, like, I don't even think there's a lot to chew on, mm-hmm. even if we did spoil it. You know what I mean? Like, because, I mean, for anyone that hasn't seen the movie yet, like, whatever you're imagining the twist is, it's probably better than what it actually is. Because, like, it's really yeah. just the most basic answer to the question that you could have. And it's, like, it's one of those things where, I don't know, I don't know, this, tell me if this is spoilery, but... It's like the twist is basically you. It's not even a. Tw- it's it's not even like a twist. It's more of a confirmation. Cause the, exactly. I mean, it's like it's because it, you expect you expect that once the twist is like revealed, the movie will be kind of recontextualized and expanded upon. But it's really just like the whole movie. You're like something's going on, and then the movie's like, well, you were right. There was something going on, and that's it. Like that's all we're gonna say about it. Yeah, it's incredibly undercooked like mm-hmm. i'm actually kind of amazed at like how little it does yeah. um because a, a lot of movies like this where they're intentionally vague for like so much of the movie it's all in service to a you know a third act that is very exposition heavy 
mm-hmm. and I guess to I God, I guess to its credit, it's not rely on exposition that much. But that's only because it doesn't fucking explain anything. <laughs> like that's yeah. only because I, I genuinely don't think even Olivia Wilde has the answers to these questions. Um, <laughs> I, I the movie is just unsatisfying on every level. Like I, I mean, it on any level that you try to watch this movie, if you want a thriller, it's underwhelming. It's not that exciting. If you want something of a horror movie, it's not creepy at all. <laughs> Um, if you want to see these actors give good performances, you'll get it from Florence Pugh, I guess. Uh, if you just want a mystery, you're not going to be satisfied with the anything, really, I don't think. I mean, there's like, it's a whole, this is what I told my girlfriend last night after we got out. Because um, she was upset with me. She liked the movie. And I was kind of being a hater last night. <laughs> but I... Uh, I, I kind of was like, it's a movie that has like absolutely no sense of both identity or momentum. Mm. Um, it is a movie that kind of repeats the same scene of like intrigue, like 20 yeah. times and then it ends. And it's like the eggs are empty or she tries to steal files from a briefcase. And you're like, okay, it's like all these moments that are classic in a psychological thriller of like, okay, when a character achieves B MacGuffin, then C point C will be the answer to the mystery. And she achieves that thing like five times. And then mm-hmm. you're still not given the answer to the mystery. In fact, even in like the last 20 minutes of the movie, you're still kind of cold on what's actually going on. Like mm-hmm. it gives you a very small visual answer to what's happening. Yeah. But even like motives are cold. Like yeah, motives feelings. are even exposit, like even just execution wise. And like, yeah. I, I, I have like, and I hate, I hate to kind of devolve into like more kind of like, it's like cinema sinsy kind of critiques of the film, but like yeah. really, like once you really start to think about what's going on narratively, it's it makes less and less sense. Uh, even and then a lot of the kind of the more horror elements of the film just kind of come become like completely arbitrary. It's like oh, that it was just it was just like. One, like when you find out what's what what is actually happening with like the eggs or like when the glass is pushing on her face, it's such like a surface level kind of answer that it's just it's completely yeah. unsatisfying. It it feels like um something that like J.J. Abrams would have produced in like the mid two thousands, part of his like mystery box routine. Mm-hmm. But like in the sense that like it's writing off that mystery box thing, but it's not like interesting in the slightest when you actually get the answers. Um. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's the problem with films that are so um I don't know reliant on its mystery because like unless you like really have strong like themes behind it all it doesn't fucking matter <laughs> like it really does not matter at the end of the day like it's just so dry it, and like also for a movie that's like Olivia Wilde went on the press tour and I'm not trying to talk shit here I'm just repeating what she said. You know, she went like, we need horniness back in cinema. We need sensual stuff, like sex scenes that pleasure women back in cinema. There's like two sex scenes in the movie. There's one that's kind of like at the very beginning, that's kind of like eyebrow raising. But then there's like one more and it's like the least erotic thing I've ever seen. Like if you want to see Harry Styles do like some like four or five slow thrusts, I guess it's hot, but like whatever, like. Mm-hmm. And it's I not think even we both wanted fucking, you know, dude, I'm all for fucking, but it's like it, there is not a scene in the movie where I'm like, this is not a very interesting erotic thriller. It's not a compelling mystery. What it's trying to say about like 
I mean, I know we're like two white men talking about this, but like whatever it's trying to say about like men and women and it's not even that. trying to say anything about it though. It's just pointing at it. It's like, this is exactly, thing, you know, exactly. Yeah. That's what I was saying last night. I'm like, it, cause I, I was like, it, it doesn't say anything interesting. And my girlfriend was kind of like, well, does it have to? I'm like, it kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if it's not entertaining, if it's not like, if it's not doing really anything of interest, at least say something, you know? And yeah. it doesn't. It doesn't even that's the thing. It doesn't even like not stick to landing. It ha it doesn't even catapult the stick to land anywhere. Yeah, it, doesn't it doesn't feel like it really tries for anything bigger. It doesn't throw the dart. Like it doesn't go for it. You know, it doesn't at any given point try. And which is insane considering the cast, the budget, yeah. the director. Like there is so much talent and backing. Like Warner Brothers went bankrupt this year and they had money to release two movies and they decided Black Adam and Don't Worry Darling are the two movies we're going to push for. We're broke, but we're releasing these damn movies. And this is the fucking movie? <laughs> yeah, this is and what I, you're putting all the marbles in. And I do want to say, it, I, it makes it seem like I hate this movie. I don't hate it. Like, it's like, it's a weird thing to explain like when i was sitting through it i wasn't like in pain like i which is not a high bar but like i wasn't like annoyed the entire movie you know because you know when you're watching like a shitty movie and you're like you're just like fucking annoyed the entire time Mm -hmm. i wasn't annoyed with this movie like i there was there wasn't really a point where i was like annoyed with it i was just kind of like underwhelmed the entire time which is this is not a raving review like that's not an endorsement to say mm-hmm. i didn't hate it i was just underwhelmed um like i think it's a bad movie not a terrible movie <laughs> that's the <laughs> best way to describe it um yeah it's a bad movie not a terrible movie yeah i i think it's bad i, I think it's bad it, it fails way more often than it succeeds and it's just really boring it's it's really boring and it makes me sad to see like so much funding go into a movie like this with no ideas. And there's so many like young filmmakers willing to like pour their hearts out Mm -hmm. and they can't even get like a million dollar budget, you know? Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's a shame that it ends up really not trying to be much. It's just kind of like a very, it just feels like it's like a, it feels like an idea. Like it doesn't even feel like it just, it doesn't feel very fleshed out. It doesn't feel like they really kind of, it feels like kind of wong. It's like a winged. I don't know how to say it, but yeah, just they wing it. That's all they do. Like it, it, it's really, it's just, I mean, for a movie with this much controversy, you would expect like way more from it. Mm-hmm. And it, I think God, the people that were saying that it's like a, conspiracy i'm honestly like i don't think it's a conspiracy but after having seen the movie and seeing how fucking boring it is maybe because <laughs> all that shit was more interesting than the movie itself like it really was because people would not be talking about this movie as much yeah. as they are like a week after it came out if it wasn't for the publicity of it all um and this isn't me like saying i believe that shit like i'm not turning into q or anything <laughs> but like i i don't know like I don't know. It it sucks is what I'm trying to say. It's bad. Bad movie. Not good. Don't worry, darling. More like don't go see it. Damn, bro. Uh, you're really ripping this movie to shreds, man. <laughs> it's not a good one. Um, But you know what you guys should go see? Fortnite? Barbarian. 
Barbarian? Yeah, or, you should definitely go see Barbarian. I heard there's the uh, uh, the the Barbarian skin is in Fortnite now. Really? Yeah. That's big. That's huge. Um. So me and Joey actually saw this movie together. Uh, we went to the press screening of it together, which it's got to be a special little movie if we can get Joey and Adam <laughs> to the same theater uh, for it. Um, we saw it like a few weeks or no, a few days before it came out. It wasn't that early of a screening. Yeah. Um, I didn't really know anything about it going into it. Um, I was uh, I, I knew it was getting good reviews. I knew it was a horror movie. I knew that parts of it took place in an Airbnb. And that's all I knew. That's all I know about this movie. And that is all you should know going into this movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. You should know very little going into Barbarian. Um, because, I mean, how much did you know going into it? I knew that it was, I knew Justin Long was in it, and I knew it had an Airbnb involved somehow. Um, I will say, we're not going to openly spoil this movie. Like, for, like, just, like, talk so much shit about, like, all, like everything in it. But... I would still say if you haven't seen the movie, I'm still going to like talk about the themes of it. So I would still recommend go seeing that movie and then coming back to the pod. Um, if you don't want the thematic spoiled for you, because I think there's like actually a lot under the surface of this movie, mm-hmm. even aside from like the like literal reveals. Um, the, the, the subtext to it is so much more interesting. Um, so this is from director Zach uh, Kreger, who I've haven't seen any of his stuff before. I know he's like a I think he's a creator of the Whitest Kids, you know. Um, yeah, I know he's one I of ha- them. Yeah, I know he's one of them. Um, Miss March is a movie uh, that I have not seen. Um, I yeah, he's a guy that I I know he's like been in the industry for a minute. I don't know anything about him. Uh, so I guess maybe that's why this movie kind of went under the radar for a bit um but and i think i can speak for me and joey because we were sitting next to each other we were having the same vibe i think for the first like i mean i don't know when the turn happens um you know what fuck it i am gonna talk spoilers so if you haven't seen the movie come back and listen to this after you see the movie if you've seen the trailers for this movie you know the first however many 20 30 minutes of the movie it's all like Aaron airbnb thrills so to speak and um, that like section of the movie where it's just um, tension between the two leads uh, with Tess and Keith, uh, Bill Skarsgård, Georgina Campbell, um, is excellent because it's so simple. Uh, it's it's a very traditional like she doesn't know this dude, she doesn't trust him because she has no reason to trust him, and he's it has it says so much without saying anything at all, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, just uh, on vibes, it's able to convey so much. Yeah, because like it literally does not say a damn thing. Like there is never a moment where it verbatim tells you, mm-hmm. like, well, she's a woman, she has to be scared. Like it's just all yeah. in like it's all present, it's all presentation, which mm-hmm. is what I. That's honestly like most of what I can say about this movie is that mm-hmm. it doesn't take the time to like tell you, hey, this is what our movie's about. It's all in presentation, and that's fucking cool. Like it, it's so good. This entire movie, it's it's phenomenal. I loved it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's just, uh, it really, really works. It just is, I've never seen a film so, like, just, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's so much of it is just the vibe, the energy it's putting out. It's just kind of your, and it's, it's also kind of built on your knowledge of this type of movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it just, it feels, it's so inventive and it's so, you think it's going it, to, it really does change what you think it's going to be like 10 different times. Um, and it's, a, it's kind of, uh, it's fun to, it's just at a certain point, because at a certain point, you, it kind of gets, it, it kind of suggests that it's going to be this, this certain type of film. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the, what the movie ends up being, while it is still close to that, is just so wildly different um, that it's just, it's just, it's just a blast, honestly. Yeah, no, it, it's absolutely like one of the most like interesting horror movies I've seen in forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, because again, this is a movie where like, even I feel like if you somehow got spoiled with like what is in the basement, mm-hmm. I don't think it's like that catastrophic of your viewing experience because it that almost didn't even matter to me was like mm-hmm. the specific of what's in the basement. <laughs> like everything I loved about this movie, I mean, again, I already said full spoilers. So that scene where you like you see the mother for the first time. Yeah. It's a great moment. It's a great movie moment because you're just innately like, what the fuck? Like, dog, like what? Like, what am I looking mm-hmm. at? Um, and it's it's hilarious. It's scary. It's creepy. Um, she brutally kills Keith. Yeah, um, she fucking like, yeah, demolishes him. Because I the one, uh, one thing I love about this movie is that up until, even up until he gets his fucking brain smashed him, you don't trust him fully. Mm-hmm. Yeah you don't ever fully trust the guy. And I, and I think it's like really inspired casting to cast Bill Skarsgård as that guy. Mm-hmm. Cause he has so often played bad guys and felt, I mean, Pennywise, especially, you know, but you know, even in stuff like double all the time or like mm-hmm. atomic blonde or, you know, stuff like that. Uh, Eternals, I, even though he's CGI, he was a bad guy. Like I, nine days to an extent, he was kind of like a, he was like a more kind of villainous character of the two. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's just so many characters he's played where you expect a certain character from him. And I think it's incredible to cast him in that role where you're constantly questioning how good of a guy he is because he's doing all the right things, maybe a little too much mm-hmm. to accommodate and try to get her to trust him, which makes him look suspicious. Uh, but like, that's part of like why the script is so good. Like it's so like satisfying to, uh, I don't know, see him or like to see like him, like slowly get her trust and then kind of bond and like actually have a connection. Um, and then everything slowly starts to like wind up again with the basement aspect of it all. Um, and on the flip side to that, the casting of Justin Long in the movie mm-hmm. <laughs> as the, one of the most unlikable pieces of shit I've seen in the film in a long time. Yeah, it's just like, um, a, and like, like a bait, like a whiny baby, like just such like, just, just like he's not only is he's this really like seedy scummy guy, like this really gross guy. He's also just like, a, he just complains the whole time. He's just like a, he's like a baby. His, yeah. It's like, he's such like, like he's and on one hand where you're so kind of 
not I wouldn't say like empathetic towards because there's nothing you don't the, again the fear is all kind of unspoken in the in the first part of the movie. Uh, but you really, I think you, I think the, the the actress who plays that character does a great job, and she's you're just with her immediately, and then the next character you meet is the complete polar opposite. Just like, just like, get yeah. this guy off the screen, dude. <laughs> well, I okay, so like, there's a great, the great moment of the movie. I think, I mean, there's many great moments, but one of the best moments of the film is uh, after the mother kills Keith, like she fucking demolishes his head, like she's mm-hmm. just like fucking destroys this dude yeah just smashes him hard cuts to justin long singing with his uh the roof down of his car in california and as an audience member you're just you're watching the movie you're like what the fuck you're like what yeah yeah, go back to what the what the fuck was that the way this like the whole presentation of it it's really unique like the the actual like um what's it called like the i don't know like just the structure of the movie i guess was the word i was trying to look for like the structure of it is really really unique mm-hmm. um it, it's really like fascinating because it's kind of told in like kind of i would say four chapters maybe mm-hmm. five um because there's everything with the airbnb at the beginning and then because i mean it's hard to like because the structure of this is like insane like there's the, there's the whole airbnb thing at the beginning with her, her and keith which is like a solid 20 30 minutes and then there's the whole like thing after she calms down about Keith, there's the suspicion of the basement. Mm-hmm. And then, and that ultimately goes all the way down to Keith dying. And there's the entire Justin Long subplot. And then when it cuts to the past and seeing, I guess what you call him the father, mm-hmm. if she's yeah. the mother, <laughs> yeah. uh, you see his kind of origin story or whatever. And then there's almost like an epilogue. Mm-hmm. so to speak uh kind of it's kind of a culmination i would say of everything mm-hmm. so i guess that's like five chapters right there <laughs> of um what how the movie plays out and it it's incredible it, it's just really unique and there's uh, you know we, earlier we talked about like how there's a lot that's going on underneath the surface uh without trying to for you know blatantly say like oh, this movie's about this. It's about patriarchy or, like, men and, like, you know, all these things. Um, But, you know, there's something to be said. Like, there's, even aside from, like, the men of it all, there's something to be said about, like, gentrification. Like, how you see the neighborhood that they're in kind of dissolve over time. Mm-hmm. Um, And also, like, you see how shitty Justin Long is as a character and how he's kind of responsible. Like, he's not the guy that caused gentrification but he is the one guy who has like bought the nicest house in the neighborhood mm-hmm. and has completely he's using it for money while people in the neighborhood are like malnourished and they are um like literally like like homeless you know like every other sh- house in the uh neighborhood is like almost demolished at this point right mm-hmm. yeah and like he, kind of comedically destroyed yeah, and it's, like, kind of, like, just poking fun at, like, okay, like, he's, the worst guy you know is a landlord, and uh-huh. he, <laughs> and he, um, he, you know, he uses Airbnb, and, I mean, it just speaks so much, like, it's almost, like, it's very funny at, at the same time, where it's, like, the first thing he does, like, te- the, when Tess sees the basement, she's out of, out of genuine concern, she tries to figure out what's going on, right? Mm-hmm. The first thing Justin Long's character does is 
try to uh, add it to his floor plan so he can charge more for the guests. Yeah, it doesn't count um, in the room. Yeah, and it's so funny. Um, like, it's so genuinely funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I mean, I usually with movies like this, I would say, oh, well, like, this section worked better for me than this other section. And I guess I could say maybe I think the first, like, I my favorite aspect of it was really just the setup. Because mm-hmm. I love how, like, meticulous it is and how simple it is. But there's never a drop-off in quality the entire movie. Uh, the craft is always there. Uh, it's it's one of the best movies of the year, I think. Best of the year? I think one of the best of the year so far. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't think of... um God, I I mean, I would put this over Pearl. Uh, slightly. I think I definitely have Pearl over this one, but... Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, this one I really enjoyed. I really, like, coming out of it, I was like, this is a good movie. Like, this movie rules. Uh, but the more I think about it, not that I, I like it any less, but I don't know if it's as um, kind of polished as some of the kind of higher-tier movies of the year, but I still really... It's in, I think it's in my top ten of the year still. I think I... I just like how much it does without mm-hmm. seemingly trying because every movie tries to do something it's just whether or not it's apparent mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of like the my neighbor totoro of horror movies yeah do you want to elaborate on that because like in my neighbor they they they, they find the monster the same way <laughs> yeah <laughs> They kind of do, you know? Like, they find Totoro, they fall down that hole, and then they just follow the hole. That's what they do in this movie. Yeah, I guess you're right, man. It really is. And that's probably the only similarity between the two. I was like, yeah? How? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, whatever. Um, Yeah, I mean, I... Um, okay, yeah, no, I, I see what you're going for with that. Um, I, yeah, there's no, but there's a lot of people that are calling this uh malignant of 2022, and uh, to those people, I say, shut the fuck up. Um, I say, uh, stop, just stop what you're doing, stop mm-hmm. comparing every weird horror movie to every other weird horror movie. Um, it's not, it's really nothing like it's only like malignant in the sense that you didn't expect it to be a good horror movie. And it was. <laughs> like that's all that there's really no similarities to this in Malignant. Like Aside, at all. there's a, a slight stylistic similarity to the film. Like the film kind of has the camera movement kind of being having that kind of handheld alive feel to it. But yeah. uh, I don't know if it's like, I would, I'd hesitate to say that it's like anything like Malignant at all. It's not. Um, it's like not like literally, it's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's what I, I mean. That, Rico asked me after I saw it. He was like, "Is it like Malignant?" And I was like, "In very like superficial, like not real ways." Yeah, yeah, no. It um, that's a great way to put it. Like, it's just not real. It's not like Malignant thematically, or even like in the same horror. I mean, I, I guess in the sense that like it's like a slow. Like it tells you the only thing I could say is that this and Malignant both reveal what it actually is at like the halfway point and that's fucking cool like they kind of have a similar like oh this is what's going on moment mm-hmm. and it's like fun and it's kind of like a what they're both like equally like what the fuck uh although i would say malignant this 
when it reveals it's like what it is like the mother at the end um it's like oh okay and then it goes back to justin long right but from the moment malignant tells you what's going on with like the lead and you know her sibling and everything it never gets off that from that Mm -hmm. moment forward like it completely it doesn't detour whatsoever in fact it just triples down on it from that moment forward so i think they're just so distinctly different movies Mm -hmm. um but um i will say like this is really the era for like you know direct like the last people you expect to make horror movies making horror movies because uh, it zach Kreger as a guy really had no memory or knowledge of and he just made mm-hmm. one of the coolest movies of the year with barbarian yeah just because um, you know just because because he he's fucking cool i guess he just kind of I, mean, I mean apparently he only had like i think three or four million dollars to make it it was a super small budget yeah, and also this is like a um I'm not sure if this was in production before the Disney acquisition of Fox uh or if it was like contracted before that cuz I know they have to like even if they're not happy about it they have to like follow through with like things Fox signed off on before they bought them. But even so, the fact that this was like a Disney produced Fox movie that's fucking wild. This is a Disney movie, dude. Like <laughs> that's crazy. The mom is a Disney princess. Like it's, it's great. Damn, it's, not, it's really dude, fun. So uh, I, I can't say if you haven't seen it yet, check it out. Cause this is spoilers, but uh, it's one of the best of the year. I, mm-hmm. I haven't met a single person that doesn't like it yet. So um, Devin Ramey texted me uh, that he just saw it. So after the podcast is over, I'm going to find out what he thinks. Uh, if he didn't like it, he's banned from the pod. Yeah. I'd never let him back on. Yeah. Um, which is crazy because we have them scheduled next week. Uh, so, so he better like it. So um, gun to your head, you have to rank it. Barbarian, don't worry, darling. Pearl and Blonde, what are you going? Pearl, Barbarian, and then I guess Blonde and Don't Worry, Darling. Um, okay, so I'm going to go Barbarian, Pearl, Don't Worry, Darling, Um the day that my childhood cat died and then blonde damn bro yeah dude we got a certified hater on our hands yeah i i I hate for a living you know i i just gotta eat it's like that meme where it's like uh if uh if blonde has a hundred haters i'm one of them (laughs) if blonde has zero haters i'm fucking dead yeah like i i I fucked up (laughs) i i i that's the only one note i want to leave them this pot off with is uh fuck blonde all my homies hate blonde if you like blonde you're stupid and i'm yeah. talking to you auto i'm talking to you to so I'll, listen man he just likes bold movies okay he likes bad movies okay let's not give him too much credit um <laughs> but um you know what's bold the shit i took this morning am i gonna give it five stars no dude anyways that was uh i can't believe you just did that yeah, well, I, I got to do it to them sometimes, you know? I get it. I get it. Where can people find you online, buddy? You can find me at Joseph underscore Samani on most platforms. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Adam underscore, not Sandler. Uh, you know what? I made a, I got patron on Letterboxd. So, you know what? Follow me on Letterboxd, goddammit. Let me get my $40 worth. Uh, I'm not Sandler on Letterboxd. And uh, my other podcast is on Canon. We are... Uh, about to start spooky October month 
we have plenty of good uh, spooky movies to talk about. And um, also, Aggressively OK, uh, our website still going strong as aggressivelyok.com, exactly how the pod is spelled. Um, we, I mean, if you want to read our written reviews for pretty much, I think we reviewed everything uh, that we talked about today. Yeah, we did. Uh, so if you want to read our written reviews of those movies, uh, I think Geo did Don't Worry Darling, and I did Pearl, Blonde, and Barbarian. So uh, those are up on the site, and we'll have plenty more. I watched Hocus Pocus 2 today, so I'll have that review on the site. Oh, uh, did you like spo- that? Yeah, spoiler alert, it's... Uh, it's it's fine it's I don't know, it, it, it's what you think a hocus pocus 2 from disney plus would be Damn. so if, uh, it's not it's not bad it's just content i don't know it's fine it's kind of like when space jam 2 came out and you were kind of like well what what did i expect mm-hmm. uh it's the same kind of feel it's not as bad as space jam 2 but you get on <laughs> uh it's just kind of like oh yeah yeah it's, yeah, it's hocus just, pocus too. just whatever it's like I was. It's all those like millennials that were like, we need a sequel to every '90s movie, and then you get it, and you're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, God, I don't have to review it anymore. I just reviewed it for you guys. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> uh, but we'll be back soon. Uh, Joey's going to NIF, so I'm sure he'll have plenty of movies to talk about when he gets back. Uh, yeah, I'm so excited. Of, a lot of good movies coming out in October, uh, or a lot of a lot of big movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I sound like Trump right now. I'm like, a lot of big movies. A lot of big movies. We got uh, Bones and All coming out. So you're Trump? I can't really do Trump. <laughs> a lot of Let people say... No, that kind of like Bill Cosby in it. <laughs> Trump, after he watches Bond, is like, I gotta tell you, I knew Marilyn Monroe. And this Andrew Dominic, he's no good. He's no good. He doesn't know what he's talking about. It's no good. They, this movie, Blonde, Andrew Dominic. People say, uh, people are saying she talks to a fetus. <laughs> I just... <laughs> so she wouldn't have done that if I, if she was around today. I don't know. You know that video of Trump going like, they're remaking Ghostbusters with women, and they're trying to recast Harrison Ford. You can't do that. You can't do that. Um, um, with Pearl, he's like, they're trying to tell Pearl she can't get cast in Hollywood because she's a brunette. You can't do that. <laughs> Um, can't do that. They say that's they, it. they want someone a little more southern. You can't do that. You can't do that. This Did is the Trump? worst Trump impression over, and I want to leave the audience with the worst Trump impression I've ever heard. That's what you guys got. Yeah. Now, yeah, next so, time we come back, we're gonna have a good Trump impression going. I gotta hire like that dude from SNL to come on the pod. Oh, mm-hmm. get him a cameo or something. Scooby I don't know. Doo. Scooby Doo. <laughs> no, actually, I gotta get the guy from that Walt Jr. video. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that is so Cap Jr. That is so Cap Jr. There's a pizza on your roof. <laughs> Bye, guys. Albuquerque, New Mexico. Sorry. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>